patriotic theme this week considering it was uh, just 4th of July this past weekend so that was uh, America the Beautiful Ray Charles the best rendition of that song yes agreed totally agreed um, I thought he <laughs> I thought Ray Charles was so good he was Joe Cocker <laughs> no clearly Ray Charles is better um, yeah exactly I just, through, through our microphones I thought it was Joe Cocker for a minute. Ray Charles is great but he's not the best Ray musician the best Ray is Ray Parker Jr obviously the Ghostbusters theme guy <laughs> <laughs> oh buddy I mean I guess in movie theme songs yeah I, w- I would have to say that probably he sure, is then. sure in that category yeah he crushes Ray Charles um, <laughs> um, anyways, well, uh, it's interesting you did that, by the way, you kind of foreshadowed this whole episode. Oh, did I? Cool. All right. I'm excited. Cause I have no idea what today's episode is going to be about. So yeah, I, ha- we'll find I, did, out together. I did have a little bit of, I did have a little bit of fun with this one. Cause basically me and Mitch kind of, once again, we're, we're kind of scrambling to figure out when to record. Um, so I actually took this one. This is kind of my episode, which we haven't done for a while. Really, Mitch has... It, it, the only thing that I have typically contribute is is the is the what you think in part. That part <laughs> still changes quite frequently. However, this time I kind of took over the whole thing. Yeah, which I'm excited about because normally, like you said, I'm in charge of the, uh, the putting in the creative labor, the physical labor, uh, the financial mm-hmm. labor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just yeah, giving no. you shit now. <laughs> You're not really wrong. <laughs> Mitch does carry a bulk of this burden. Um, all right, guys. Well, welcome back. We're on the hot number 60. 60, man. That's awesome. Kind of crazy. It is. Crazy indeed. We should be getting an AARP card soon, <laughs> I think. I don't know when you get those. Yeah, it's about 730 here, so I had dinner about three hours ago, so I'm set. Yeah, we should be getting our Buckeye card soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to work since last Wednesday. Beautiful. Yeah, so I've had I've had quite a bit of time off. Um, I actually drank enough to where I was kind of, like, upset at myself. Interesting. Yeah, I got, like, not that I, like, I, I was drinking for a reason each time, but I had to recruit, recoup the next day after both times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I didn't want to do that, but it just happened that way. So I've drank a lot. I didn't. I haven't been drinking a whole lot. I went actually. Um, I went to Put in Bay again this weekend with my buddy, um, and it was for Fourth of July. So it was going to be like this big old like drinking fest. But I honestly didn't. I didn't drink that much, mostly because the drinks are so expensive that I didn't want to get drunk. Um, so yeah, I've been pretty tame. Until this episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, like wholeheartedly. Like, that's just kind of what happened to me is like, 
Um, well, also my birthday happened. Yeah, that's right. We both had birthdays since our last podcast. Yeah, because yours is at the end end of June, right? Yeah, June 28th. June 28th. Mine's July 2nd. So that's our right. birthdays could really barely be closer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I um, no, like I drink a lot on my birthday, which that was expected. But then I also went to a July 4th party where I didn't want to drink a lot. But it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing I know, it was like three in the morning and I'm playing rummy with my neighbor <laughs> and we're like trash. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, dang it. Um, so anyways, um, yeah. Well, in, in light of that topic, uh, Mitch, let's get into what you drank. All right. I am super excited for this. Um, I picked up it. Well, actually, it was a birthday gift from one of my friends. Uh, got me some beers. They know me Hold so on. well. I'm going to need you to stop right now. Are you using a bottle opener that is a tiny beer bottle that says Bass Pro Shop? I, yes, I am. Thank you for noticing. It's a little <laughs> beer bottle and it says Bass Pro Shops. Jesus Christ. Have you not seen that before? <laughs> I ha- I don't th- I don't think I've seen you use it. Oh yeah, I use it uh, every time I need a bottle opener on this uh, on this podcast. And the best part of the wire the reason I use it is cuz it's magnetic. You can stick it on your fridge. I just stick it on my little mic stand there and I'm good to go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. no, I have I have I have seen you use a bottle opener. I guess I never actually saw what it was. <laughs> yep. It is that. So this is a I am gonna butcher the pronunciation. It's called Leleno Lambic uh cherry. It's an American sour ale brewed with northern Michigan cherries. Uh my buddy went up to a uh a brewery in Michigan and got brought this back. Um it's called oh the brewery is called Cherry Republic Brewing Company. So all right, it's gonna be that is a shitload of foam. That is all foam right there. So I'm gonna need oh, a beat. Oh jeez, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna need a beat to uh, to be able to drink this. So why don't you uh, fill some spa- space and uh, let us know what you're drinking? All right. <laughs> so um, this time I went uh, pretty much mainly just buy the can but i had to go with the classic i i i I do think i actually picked out something kind of interesting um this is the cloud harvest o2 by rheingeist Ooh, all right i saw they were making that this is a unfiltered juicy ipa i think you're gonna hate it (laughs) that kind of just sounds like they're making stuff up yeah (laughs) (laughs) because it, typically, that subtitle is the actual kind of beer it is. Right. <laughs> um, however, I have never, ever heard of unfiltered, juicy anything, <laughs> which really, I'm just skeptical that they didn't just make that up. They're making up their own genres now. <laughs> well. I, I think it's some sort of hazy IPA, which, as we talked about on the podcast before, I hate hazy IPAs. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read this, because this is just alarming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, dust off your bathers, your bulge smugglers. <laughs> the what? endless summer. Yeah, your bulge smugglers. Gross. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. The endless summer beckons. Sun shimmers on the southern land to the sound of waves crashing over rocks. Toss me a coldie, ya ripa. Is this like Australian? Uh, I An guess. Australian? 
thing. I mean, the I I really picked it because I mean, the those colors are dope. Yeah, those those colors are awesome. Yeah. So it's like the coolest. Like I mean, it looks like I don't know, like a baseball team from the seventies uniform. Yeah, seriously. Um, uh, I'm gonna read mine to you. Um, mine says, uh, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs. <laughs> <laughs> It impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems. Uh, I'm not sure what their marketing team was thinking by putting uh, that, but uh, real bummer. So, you were, I was really hoping that they were riffing on that still, and they no. were going to like... No. I'm like, damn. According to the Surgeon General, this beer is dank. <laughs> um, according to the Surgeon General, you shouldn't drink while you're pregnant, but this got cherries in it, so yeah. you're fine. Exactly. Uh, that is fantastic. All right. Well, I'm going to take a big old swig of mine. I can already tell I'm not going to like it because the head is like a bubble bath. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not yep, great. And that, I don't know what that does, but I am I could pretty much tell right now that I'm not going to like it. You look perplexed. <laughs> a lot of dead air, but a lot of <laughs> contemplation. A lot of contemplation was happening. I kind of like this. You know, you like it? Yeah, I mean, it's real cloudy. It's it. It has yeah. that thing to IPAs that we talked about. Neither one of us liking. Um, but it said so. I guess the part I didn't read is said notes of pineapple, mango, and tangerine. Hmm. I'm actually getting all that. Oh wow, that's interesting. That sounds kind of good. So it's very tropical. Yeah. And I'm kind of liking that. I don't know what is unfiltered okay. or juicy about it per se. Um, but yeah, that I mean, it's it's a it's bitter and tart, but that refreshing fruit thing is is what I'm looking for to to cut through. So actually, yeah, kind of like it. Cool, right on. Well, I might have to pick that one up. Um, I'm gonna give mine a swig. Damn. I don't know, man. That's really good. Hmm. What are you thinking? I'm thinking it's very, very tart. It's so sweet. I'm pretty sure it's called a sour ale, but it tastes more like one of those ciders. Um, oh. So it's kind of light and fun, but holy shit is that tart. It tastes like you just like crushed up some sweet tarts and like put it in your mouth. You get that like kind of pain in your jaw. Which uh, I don't associate with uh, good tasting beer, but yeah. uh, that's what they're going for, which is a move. <laughs> it is a move. I'll tell you, Charlotte loves those beers. Oh, I, I if I liked sour beers, I would like this a lot because I you can tell like they made it with like some actual cherries. It's not just this cherry flavoring, um, but it tastes more like a cherry cider um, that is so so sour that is too too sour for my bland uh palette no i i would probably be right on board with you like like i said charlotte loves those beers and i mean i i like tartar flavored things but yeah i mean just sometimes i i i do think maybe the number one thing a beer needs to do is to be refreshing yeah yeah in my personal opinion i think that refreshing ness it should be a part of a beer like actually this ipa dude I, this is easily out of the 
probably two IPAs that I like, this is one of them. Hmm. So, I mean, this is, but this is good. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, good. I think we found an IPA you like. I This is an IPA? I drink all day because it's actually refreshing. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the part I don't like about IPAs and the thing I don't like about sour beers. Also, right. Yeah, the sour so. beer. The first sip. The first sip. The first couple sips were fine, but it's so sour that it makes me not want to finish this, which is a bad thing to f- in a beer. <laughs> yes. Did we find? Did we perhaps find maybe another beer you don't I like? I think so, man. I think that's what two two episodes in a row that have just swing and a miss. Wow, that is actually insane yeah 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 i'm gonna keep drinking it because it was a gift but uh (laughs) uh that's fair i mean yeah it's always worth it's always worth finishing but (laughs) exactly it's a long race to run right beer is beer but i get that all right guys well um okay well you want to just go ahead and get to the lightning round yeah let's do a lightning round okay my voice got really high there (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you want to know? Let's do the lightning round, shall we? (laughs) What do you think, kids? (laughs) I'm just being real efficient because, like, I don't know. I guess I just, I feel like a majority of episodes that I just wander off into nothingness. (laughs) So I'm trying to keep it round in, especially since I'm kind of directing this one. Okay, yeah, you gotta gotta steer this motherfucker. Yeah, so there's an edit. I I now see how hard it is for you because if you were just going off on like a tangent, I would be like, well, I don't. I, I just right. need deleting shit. Exactly. I have three questions for you. Two are food related. One is not. Perfect. So I'm gonna do the two food related ones first. Um, Mitch, what is your favorite kind of seafood? Mmm. Good well, question. I guess, do you like seafood? And I guess if you do, because there are people who don't, but if you like seafood, what is your favorite seafood? Yeah, I do like seafood. I don't eat it often. I love crab legs, but I never eat them because it's too much of a hassle to eat them. And they're also way too expensive. Um, Agreed. So it's not my go-to. My favorite seafood is probably just like something, does sushi count as a seafood? Even if it's like, you know, Japanese influenced? Um... (laughs) <laughs> yes because that doesn't make it not seafood i guess the, i guess, yeah, I guess there are oceans in china <laughs> <laughs> i i guess what i'm trying to hone in on is like what your favorite like sushi could be an answer but if you if you if you want to go with sushi then i want to know like well what do you like do you like tuna do you like yellowtail uh, like what what is what is the sea the food from the sea that you wish to partake in yeah that's a good question um I think my yeah I th- honestly yeah my favorite my favorite sushi is tuna tuna uh, I always get the uh, there's a there's a place here uh, called Naked Chopsticks that I always get their Corona roll which is kind of ironic uh, but it has uh, tuna and avocado and this like crunchy stuff that they put in it I don't know what it is but it's amazing is it like tempura it might be yeah it might be okay Shit. No, yeah. that sounds good. I guess that yeah. Sounds amazing. I guess I'll go with sushi then. What about uh, what about you? Are you a sushi uh, well, fan? I don't think we've ever talked about it. Oh, really? That's kind of surprising. Yeah. No, I fucking love sushi, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love sushi. Uh, there is a place by where I live called Kabuki, and it is a very small, very very amazing sushi restaurant. I try to tell people the reason I love it is because the waiters and waitresses are white. 
And then the people who make the food are of some <laughs> Asian descent. I have no idea, but they're very awesome people. They're very friendly. They're always happy to see you. And it's great quality sushi, and it's actually pretty affordable. Yeah. Good. So, and I think they could do that maybe because they're a smaller restaurant. I mean, really, this restaurant only holds like 30 people. Yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, no, they're great. Um, so I don't really have um, my answer for the seafood question is shrimp. Okay, shrimp. Yeah, I love shrimp. So I love shrimp. I think the thing I love about shrimp is you can do anything with it. Yeah. All right. I like eating it, not raw, but you know what I mean? Just like cook yeah, cold shrimp, cold, shrimp yeah. cocktail, um, fried shrimp, Ooh, yeah. coconut shrimp. Coconut shrimp is so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, any of the shrimps listed in uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, I fuck with. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so Naked Chopsticks, the place I was talking about earlier, is one of my favorites uh, because it's kind of close to my house, and it's one of the uh, restaurants in Fort Wayne that a few years ago they had like an E. coli outbreak. Uh, mm. They like got shut down by the. That would uh, also make me like department. that restaurant. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hear me out. They got shut down okay. by the health department. And since then, nobody goes. So you can go in at like a Saturday night at seven o'clock and there's like maybe two oh. tables. You'll never have to wait. And the food is always fantastic. I've been eating it for years. I haven't gotten sick. Um, and the people there are like, like you said, the people there are so nice. They're so awesome. That was one of our go to's on in uh, quarantine when we would like want to do some yeah. takeout. I would just get some sushi to take out. And <laughs> one time I went in there and one. Uh, one of the uh, dudes that was, because uh, they're a pretty small operation too. This dude was outside, like smoking a cigarette, and he he sees me coming towards the door, and he's like, "Oh, are you here for takeout?" I was like, "Yeah." He like put a cigarette out real quick, g- runs inside, like meets me behind the counter. Brother doesn't wash his hands. <laughs> just like, oh, but he's not handling any food. He rings me up and right. everything. It's just that kind of place. So, but it's fantastic. No, I, no, I get it. No. um... I mean, Kabuki's fairly similar, um, just in the sense that it's not a big popular place. But I get that, and I understand, like, maybe people having reservations, but in the same sense, like, Chipotle fucking shut down half of their stores because right. they had Nicole. Everybody still eats Chipotle. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just because it's a small place, you know, doesn't mean that they can't fix the issue. Exactly. Um, but Kabuki does this really weird thing where half the restaurant is mirrors to make it look big. <laughs> okay. And I counted one day, and I'm pretty sure it's like 30 to 40 people wow. that you can fit in there. That is literally it. It yeah. is a small-ass restaurant, but it's great. Um, they have really good sake. Ooh. Have you ever tried cold sake? Um, Kind of. Okay, so there's a... Uh, there's one. Of those... <laughs> Did you just let the sake <laughs> get cold? <laughs> Um, so there's this restaurant. Have you been to one of those restaurants where they like cook the uh, stuff like on the table? Your table is a grill, like a hibachi. Yes, that's the word. Um, I went to one of those with my family, and this dude had like what looked like one of those like squirt ketchup bottles that yeah. was filled with like I'm pretty sure it was like watered down sake because he would play this game where he would like squirt it in your mouth until you couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> And they're like our whole table was just having a contest, like five, six, seven, just counting like how many, how much sake can you fit in your mouth? Um, and I did pretty good, but uh, that's the only type of sake I've ever had. <laughs> just, no, I get, yeah, I think so. You're I guess right. the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, God, I'd love to play that game. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, give me the fucking bottle. <laughs> I'd just like stab it in the bottom and just right. shotgun it. Um, yeah, that. I mean, that I don't think is the traditional way. I mean, sake <laughs> is a very like, you don't really sip sake. Yeah. I don't think. Um, well, was it warm sake or was it like temperature? No, it like was room like temperature. It was it was room temperature. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because typically sake is very, very hot. Yeah. Um, but they have, like, they had a few brands of cold sake that you can try. And cold sake is really interesting because you actually, to me, get to really taste what sake tastes like when it's cold. Mm. Like chilled sake, you taste like, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's made from rice. I don't really know, but I th- I'm pretty sure it's rice, wheat. You really taste it. And it mm. is such a different liquor. I don't know. That's what I like about sake. Yeah. Um, but okay. Anyways, yes, that's <laughs> seafood is a very interesting thing. Really, not a thing we should be experiencing on the Midwest, but we still we still are. Right. Right. <laughs> because of the way those seafood works. Exactly. That's why I typically save it for when I am like on vacation or something. Like if I'm near a lake or an ocean, then yes, I'm gonna order sushi and I'm gonna or, uh, I'm gonna order seafood and I'm gonna feel great about it. Here, right. eh, not so much. You, you have to be very particular. I will say that I have started to hate Red Lobster because what I've realized that Red Lobster does is just cook everything in butter and grease and oil. Yeah, exactly. And sure, that tastes good, but that's not really making seafood taste good. <laughs> right. You're the Applebee's of seafood. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But goddamn, I love those biscuits. <laughs> Me too. And I do love all their shrimp dishes. Yeah. Their shrimp linguine is good. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, okay. Second food related question. What is your favorite brand of frozen pizza? Oh man. Uh, I don't know if I have a good answer for this because I usually buy whatever is cheapest. I was going to say here, let me ask you another question. Do you eat frozen pizza? I do. I just ate one today for dinner. (laughs) Yes. No, I, I'm not. Yes. I eat frozen pizza a lot. Um, but I usually, honestly, no, I usually just buy like the Walmart great value brand. Um, and what I like about those is beside, no, honestly, try it, dude. Try the, I'm going to say it right here. I like the Walmart great value brand because I always get like the chicken bacon ranch one, the one with like the self-rising crust and it's like $3 and for $3, any other type of pizza, like a Jack's or a Tony's, you're going to get this tiny ass thin crust that like doesn't rise. There's hardly any bread to it. Um, and I like it. I like my frozen pizza to to have the rising crust. So you wanted to be a pizza. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, favorite pizza, great value, chicken bacon ranch. <laughs> so wrong of me to say. <laughs> that's that's impressive. Well, it's your it's your favorite frozen pizza. So, we're excluding normal pizza. Sure, entirely. sure, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. That, yeah, what that, about you? Oh, no, it's definitely DiGiorno. 100%. Okay, okay, you're a DiGiorno snob. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it is. It's the best. It's and Now, it is kind of hard to cook it right. Because what I've noticed is that sometimes using the broiler will cook the pizza a little bit better. Because it really gets a nice crispiness on the top part of the pizza. Cooking it on the bottommost part of your oven really gets your crust good. But it doesn't quite cook the top well. Yeah. So, un- unfortunately, DiGiorno, basically, if you like understand how to cook things, I think it's the best. Mm-hmm. But you do have a little bit of trial and error. However, though, me and Charlotte actually had a 
brand called Screamin' Sicilian. Oh, I've heard of that. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Never had it, though. It's actually really good. Now it's a thin crust pizza. Wait a minute. Hold on. We're talking about a lot about crust. I'm a little bit worried. Why? Do you like Chicago deep dish pizza? I mean, no, it's not my favorite. I When we're talking actual pizza, <laughs> I do like a thin crust. My favorite pizza is Pizza King, um, which, yeah, you don't, you guys don't have there, so never mind. No. But it's like a thin style, almost kind of like a, this is going it, to, it's a bowling alley style pizza, <laughs> but it's amazing. Oh, no, I kind of got you. Well, like Marion's. Um, yeah, is, Marion's is pretty similar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's something like a New York style. I was just really worried that you were going to be like, because I'm sorry, Chicago deep dish ain't pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, it's casserole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it ain't pizza. Whatever it is, it ain't pizza. Right. <laughs> um. I was a little bit worried because I was like, "Ooh, buddy, this is gonna no, be rough." No, don't worry about that. No, I'm okay. I'm on the right side of history on that one. I put up a I put up with a lot. <laughs> you have. You're a saint. <laughs> I, I just don't think you liking Chicago deep dip deep dish pizza was gonna do it for me. Because I do. I'm I'm sorry. It's yeah. Have you ever seen John Stewart on the Daily Show go on that rant about about pizza? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, it's so good. He's just like. Not only is Chicago deep dish pizza not pizza, like it, it's just so good. Um. Anyway, okay, all right, that answers that question. <laughs> okay. Um, my last question that is non-food related. I could have done this in a better order because this might also um, relate to your favorite kind of seafood, which is uh, sushi. <laughs> Uh, your favorite Japanese. Every time you use an accent, I, you just know I'm going to delete it. <laughs> I, I would always like you to go back and just censor me doing right. the accent. Right. Well, which is okay. Never mind. Okay. Um, do you or have you ever? Because I think this may be a thing that I'm not sure you've ever even actually witnessed. Do you or have you ever watched anime? No. I may not have even a, asked this one before. Not a single episode. Okay, I don't remember, but like, okay, so not even like, I don't know, did you watch like Poke? I mean, hell man, did you watch Digimon? Okay, I, I you know what, I feel like I I have seen a few episodes of Pokemon, mostly because when I was a kid, like it was on, my, some of my friends might have been watching it, so I was like watching it in passing, but I never set out to watch it, and that would be as deep as I went. But not Digimon, not Yu-Gi-Oh, not Dragon Ball Z, just Pokemon. You name more than I thought you could name. <laughs> yeah, I think I did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, actually <laughs> you did pretty well. Um, okay, um, well, let, so here's the follow-up question. Uh, would you? Would you give it a shot? I don't know, because everybody says, like, okay, well, I've, I think you have even said, like, oh, well, I know you don't, you know, like, uh, it might not have been you, but somebody was like, oh, yeah, this is the anime for people that don't like anime, but I was like, uh, it's still anime then, huh? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the... <laughs> Well. And I wish I could remember which one it was, um, but no, I, I, do, I don't think I would waste my time. <laughs> wow. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Why? Are you about to like give me a recommendation? No, no, no. We're just I this was this was this was a little bit more of an open ended lightning around question. I wouldn't talk to you about anime. Because like, I mean I guess that's my question is like 
okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's fair. You don't have to like anime. Look here, I don't know if you notice much. I'm just trying to turn you. I'm trying to get you as nerdy as I am, and it's just it's just taking a long time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what what is it about anime that you like so much? Uh, it's different. Yeah. So I was just talking to Charlotte about this the other day. I had kind of gotten back into a phase um, where I started to watch One Piece. Mm-hmm. Or, in Japanese, and I'm going to do it, but I actually know how it's pronounced, is One Piece. Okay, so that's actually what it's called. And okay. I just didn't do the accent, because okay. that's fair. I probably shouldn't do the accent. <laughs> right. um, I started getting into One Piece, and I honestly fell in love with it. Like, I really, really liked it. It's an anime about fucking pirates on a world that's mostly ocean it's super good like i really really liked it and then i started trying other animes um and i just kind of got back into anime because i guess i was just like tired and bored of normal shows Mm -hmm. and i think there's like such a high level of like intensity with anime the world building's great one of the one of the best animes that i ever uh watched was uh Castlevania. Hmm. Netflix did a Castlevania anime. I guess I should maybe be careful calling it anime because I don't know if it was actually like made in Japan. Cuz that kind of is what makes it an anime, so I guess I don't yeah. know, but I don't know. It's just you would be surprised the level and depth that there is an anime. It's not just like what you're picturing in your head. I know one I have talked about on the podcast before is Psychopaths, which is a really, really good anime, but it also is like such a heavy topic and like style. It's very, mm-hmm. very in depth and it's actually like philosophical. There's actually a couple animes like that that I watched. That one I think one called She, which I think is just the japanese word for money i'm not real sure really really (laughs) hazy on that um but yeah i don't know that's why is because it is so different than normal shows so that's why i like it is because Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's refreshing it gives me something new to get into and you know to to kind of absorb so that's that's kind of why i personally have really got i i will go back into anime that is fair. Yeah, I can definitely. Uh, I, I go through those phases where I get tired of everything that I usually watch, and e- like I'll even like watch some of the new stuff that everybody's like obsessed with. Oh, you got to try this. Whereas I feel like it could be pretty refreshing to watch something that's totally different from the st- in you know in style and content. Um, yeah. Yeah. Than just, yeah. Th- things you're used to. Yeah, just wholeheartedly different. So I guess that's my next question. Would you try to watch an anime? I will give it one episode. <laughs> one episode. That's a little bit hard for anime. So anime pick doesn't. One. <laughs> anime doesn't tell the story a story the same way. I think that a lot. You of gotta grab do. me. You gotta grab me. <laughs> gotta grab you. Okay. Actually, I think one that you may like. I was literally just gonna say I'm not gonna give you a recommendation this episode, <laughs> and it still doesn't count. But one I'm gonna float out there is One Punch Man. I've I heard actually, so many people talk about One Punch Man. You may actually like that one because it's an anime that's kind of a parody of animes. That and might that be the may... one my buddy was telling me about. It's an anime for people that don't like anime. <laughs> like... Uh, I don't know. Maybe. That's not really how it... Because it is very much so an anime. 
Okay. But what it is though is like it it would like let you see I don't know. I don't know. Hard okay. Talent. Okay. Right. <laughs> I wanted to test your willingness. In anime. I'm 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 willing to try it for you because I like you. You're a good guy. You're my friend and I trust you. Um so I will devote one half hour to it. Oh, I gotta pick a half hour <laughs> anime? Shit. <laughs> Wait, are they hard. longer than a half hour? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Some can be. God you watched damn. Breaking Bad. You Yeah, because it's not an anime. I had an interesting story. I had Brian Cranston. I, I, we're not getting into this. <laughs> oh, in all fairness, Brian Cranston did voice Power Ranger characters. Oh, that's right. He did, yeah, yeah. Which isn't really an anime. It's kind of like a, it's live, a live action, action anime. anime. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it is. Um, all right. Anyways, that's enough about anime. I just right. I wanted to test the waters. We'll find you a waifu eventually. It's all right. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. All right, Mitch. Well, to get into the meat and potatoes here, as we like to call it, the what you thinking part of this program. Um, we've been talking a lot about Japanese culture, mm-hmm. which was weird. Um, I don't know why that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, instead, we're going to talk about, uh, a culture that we understand a little bit better. As we know, it was recently just the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So a big time in, in our country of the good old, uh, US of A. So actually mm-hmm. I had a question that I wrote down. I had a couple bullet points for, but I want to talk about it. I, I wanted to ask you, Mitch, what do you think it means to be an American? Oh man. Good question. It's a little bit of a big one. So I did preface this whole thing by saying, <laughs> this is one we're probably gonna have to cut off. Yeah. We have a couple extra things we want to do this time, but I did want to pose the question. Cause I think now is a good time to answer that question. I think. Yeah, no, I think you couldn't have picked a better topic uh, for today. To kind of kick things off, um, other countries view America as the land of opportunity. That's why we kind of started as a country to uh, uh, to move to our own place where we weren't under such uh, terrible rules and uh, to start, you know, to kind of start over, start fresh in a place that's new um, and uh, have a chance to... Uh, make a name for ourselves and make, uh, make money and provide for our families, uh, and just kind of like create a life for our, uh, future children. Uh, and that's definitely something that I don't think has left. Um, there are still people that, you know, travel to like want to move to America. I mean, capitalism, man, like they think they can be successful at, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think that's a big draw towards the, you know, what America still has to offer, um, is that, yeah, anybody can be anybody. What does it mean to you to be an American? Uh, it means I'm from America <laughs> okay. and that is where it begins and ends because honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, well, I'm more than kind of, I'm, I'm definitely ashamed of most things about our country, you know, the way it was started, the way we stole land from native Americans, um, and current <coughs> legislature. Um, there's not a whole lot to be proud of, to be honest. <laughs> hmm. I know that's going to be kind of come off as a. A little, you know, rocky on the heels of Fourth of July, but 
No, I, I, I wanted to hear your honest thought. Um, I think my thought is a little bit different. Um, but I, but I see what you're saying. I think what you're saying is right now, you don't have a lot to be proud of as an American. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, don't get me wrong. I will start off this, this off by saying I am glad I'm from America. There's a lot worse places to be. Um, for the most part, we have the freedom to do as we wish, whereas that's not the case in other societies. Uh, but I mean, that's looking at the countries that are doing worse than us. If you look at the many countries that are doing better than us, we do have it. We, we don't have it made. Oh, like yeah. general, generalized health care. Um, oh, it seems like most of the European countries are doing every single thing better. They did a study on, uh, they took a survey and found out the happiest place to live, uh, the, the country where the uh, citizens are happiest, is actually Denmark. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I mean, I, I don't think I necessarily disagree. I guess what I would say about being an American is that I'm actually proud of what America is. And I'm proud to be an American. American. <laughs> um, but the solace that I take in it as being American is that, first off, our country is very young in relation to all the other countries. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think that's why we're still having this strife in America. So unfortunately, yeah, you are right. Our country was built by stealing it from the people who were here, mm-hmm. um, being Native Americans. And then we um, had slaves to then build the rest to of America. Build. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, however, we didn't come by it honestly. We didn't come by it honestly. However, what I do think is happening, though, is what I'm starting to see is an America that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing is people that who are rising up and are exposing things that are wrong with the country. And they're doing that in a way that um, can be can be a little bit scary at times. Like, I'll be honest. Like, you know, I am this person who has always, like, really questioned the government and is totally on board with, you know, wanting to challenge it. But I... I guess I kind of always thought I would be somebody out in the streets, like throwing rocks through windows. And then I realized like, (laughs) Oh no, I'm much too afraid of that. And also probably just couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, as a person, but that doesn't mean I'm, you know, I'm gonna disagree with the people doing that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm really proud that I live in a country where what's happening is it's, it's being exposed Mm -hmm. and you're really not going to be arrested theoretically for exposing it i guess i have to say that kind of trepidatiously i guess what's (laughs) happening is our country is changing and that makes me very proud to be an american i will tell you that i completely agree it is changing for the better um because i think that part, part of the reason it is changing is because there are people like me that have this attitude of like America was never great, man. We need to look at the out, like look at the other countries that are doing it and kind of copy that. Like we, we need to change up our model a little bit. And I think that's what, you know, this younger generation and the liberals are doing is, you know, we can be better. So let's do it. Whereas the Republicans are more like, um, you know, to make this a political thing, but like the more old school of thought, people are like, things have always been great. Let's not, let's not change a damn thing. We're the best country in the world. And they're ignorant to what we could be. 
Yes. Okay, so I think you hit on... You're, you're right. I mean, I'm asking kind of a political question, so it's going to get mm. a little bit political. But yeah. I, I do totally wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. I think what American can be is what I'm proud of. You yeah. want to know my favorite part? My favorite time frame to be an American. Well, this is hard because this is what's what I love about being an American and what I hate about being American. My favorite time to be an American was post 9-11. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, I see. I can see that. Yeah, because we took a fair amount of time to mourn and then we got really angry and then Mm -hmm. we all unified under this anger and hurt and despair. However, I don't know if you've ever been aware of all the hate against Muslim Americas during that time. And I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. But it's like staggering. Exactly. And then that makes me really not proud to be an American. Um, But the, I don't know, the the companies or the businesses, it's just like, okay, here's, here's a way I can put it to you. I understand that right now it's very trendy as a multi-million dollar company to say something about like you know black lives matter or what have you i do mm-hmm. understand i do understand that thought but in the same thought i do remember i think it was a capital one commercial after 9 11 taught me the phrase that's on a lot of her currency um is the latin phrase e pluribus unum mm-hmm. okay and there was this big commercial where all these people said it in, in Latin and then kind of said it all in their own language. And I remember I was a pretty young kid. Uh, I was probably like 10. Yeah, I actually was 100% 10 um, when all that happened. Um, and it had a really profound effect on me because the phrase means out of many one. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a super dope thing in America because... America is supposed to be really diverse. It's supposed to have a lot of people from different cultures. Like, we're not all supposed to just be, like, European or just from America. That's not the point of this. Mm -hmm. So what's really exciting right now for me is that we're... At least I'd like to think that we're coming to a point where we're recognizing that diversity, we're celebrating that diversity, and we're also realizing that, like, that's a major component of this. So we kind of just have to realize that, like, if you are maybe, like, a white person who is very much used to being around white people or being, I don't know, quote-unquote, celebrated because you're white, um, I mean, I'm not sure. That's at times they are a change in. Right, right. Um, But as a white person, that doesn't scare me. Because, well, that's, we're Americans, man. Like, it's about the people that are disenfranchised who have come here. I mean, Mm -hmm. we brought, you know, African people over forcibly as slaves. Irish people came here uh, during, you know, a terrible time in their country and were cast out, Mm -hmm. you know, just for being Irish. And it continued so on and so forth. So, I don't know. I'm pretty proud that, like, American has, like this big diversity i don't understand what changed i don't understand i mean maybe it's been there maybe this is my privilege maybe this is me not seeing it but i i the way i grew up and was taught was that it was supposed to be celebrated Mm -hmm. that's what made me proud to be american now it kind of feels like all of a sudden that 
was did I read the wrong thing? Was I not? <laughs> I colored yeah. a couple coloring books where. <laughs> right. uh, you know, I kind of learned about some of this stuff, so I don't know what you guys were doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, honestly, some of it had did have to do with 9-11. But I feel, when you mentioned the fear of Muslim Americans, um, that really kind of kicked off this weird, like regression towards racism in America where like, Oh, we're afraid of these Muslims because they're going to blow us up. We're afraid of people moving in because they're going to murder us and going to hurt us. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's very anti-American. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it legitimately is because that's what we did. We kind of just rolled up and we're just like, where we're at is not working for us. So we're going to go somewhere new. Now, unfortunately we genocided a whole people um yeah i do feel that at the genuine heart of the whole thing is to be diverse there is that clause in everything all men are created equal okay Mm -hmm. we had an understanding Mm -hmm. about having diversity not fearing religious persecution that's why we came here and did this we wanted to be free but i do wonder now though looking back on this whole thing, if maybe we're looking at it with rose-colored glasses. Maybe we're looking at it as we wanted religious freedom to practice the religion that we wanted to. Right, exactly. And this all men are created equal is starting a lot to feel like all white men are created equal. Yeah, right. Because isn't it ironic that they wrote that while they still had slaves? I mean, that's kind of my thing is like, I kind of feel like, but it's so annoying though, because it's like, well, we believe in all those things. So why do people not though? Like, I guess that's just what's so hard for me is I can understand you being a a Republican and really hating like a liberal point of view. I mean, I get tired of it sometimes. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Um, Unfortunately, I do not think liberalism is the way to free in America. I don't, mm-hmm. because a little bit is clouded and heavy-handed, and I think sometimes even once... Sometimes I think liberalism thrives off the discrimination of others, and if people actually weren't being discriminated against, it wouldn't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes I think it's opportunistic. With that being said, though... Obviously, I'm going to side with the people who are saying, like, yeah, we shouldn't discriminate against people. Like, of course, like, that's the better answer. I guess what I'm having a lot of trouble understand is why it is so hard to not agree with that. Like, I just read an article today about this guy who wore a shirt at work that said, um, hi. It was like in a little letter form- format, mm-hmm. his shirt mm-hmm. was. And it said, hi, uh, please don't be a racist. Sincerely, thank you. And somebody complained about that shirt and called him a social justice warrior. Oh, my God. And um, that made me pretty not proud to be an American. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, I don't know where that became so fucking confusing for everybody. Yeah, yeah. 
Right. You know what's crazy, man? It's it's kind of crazy that you asked this, and because I'm in a weird, I'll tell you kind of like the reason I kind of answered so uh, negatively and was pretty quick to talk shit about our country is because um, I had something really weird happen to me on Saturday. Um, so we went to uh, Put in Bay, as I told you, and then it was for their Fourth of July party thing, uh, where they were going to have like fireworks and everything, um, and everybody was, you know, everybody there was wearing like American flag shit they were all decked out and right. uh you know patriotic stuff um and so at one point me and my friends we uh we were at this bar we were out on their like uh patio eating some food drinking a beer um and when we were out on the patio we were like feet away from like the street and it uh this is like a uh, on an island where there's not a whole lot of cars um but you can rent out golf carts and this uh at the where we were sitting not like 15 feet away um we saw this black dude and uh, another black guy with him get pulled over by the cops in their golf cart and everybody was just kind of like on edge kind of standing around watching this whole thing take place and everybody that was watching it there were you know some people had phones out to kind of like you know i don't think they were stoking the fire i think they were just trying to protect this person because of yeah, everything uh, that's been going on hey we're recording you so yeah exactly let's like, see hey. how this goes that's yeah <laughs> i will say this is kind of a comical situation right now it's like <laughs> right. two, it was, two, i just picture dude. the two black guys driving a golf cart and they get dude, pulled right. over like yeah we're in a fucking golf cart dude like, exactly what do i do exactly what do i do, got a, do, <laughs> right. do? got a glock in the glove so, compartment exactly that's the thing but my other point of the story was there was a dude wearing an american flag hat and a Trump 2020 shirt that said like Trump 45 on the back. And as soon as he saw the cops like pull up, he went right up to like the front row seat. And he, one of my friends, like he might as well just be jerking off right now. He is loving this. Everybody was watching because like, okay, we, we care about this guy. We don't want anything bad to happen to either parties. But this guy was like, his his whole demeanor was like, take that inward to jail and it, you could just get that vibe from him um and it was just very weird and uh with w the other thing that ended up happening was so there were a few cops pulled up waited a little bit more a few more pulled up there were five police officers surrounding these two dudes who were driving a golf, golf cart, cart. Two which, black <laughs> men on a golf cart yeah exactly well, and i just, think what yeah, and I think what happened was he like disobeyed some sort of traffic law, which where you're at, yes, golf carts do have to obey the laws of the road. And also everybody had been drinking, so he might have like he he wasn't so they 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 did a, like a field sobriety test. They made him do this whole yeah, thing yeah. and um they and they, I honestly I think the cops handled it pretty well. Like they didn't I don't think they arrested the guy. They just took his golf cart away and like made him walk. Um but it was just a really weird thing to see. And then after that was kind of all over and everybody was like, oh, okay, cool. Nothing, nothing too bad happened. Uh, the guy was just like, he, he was so excited for what he just witnessed that one of my buddies that was with us were like, oh, show's over, huh? Damn. It's <laughs> like, and then this guy started like almost like fighting us because we were, we weren't trying to start shit. We could just tell that this dude was way too happy to Mm. see the shit go down and then it, it was just it, it was surreal like i i still haven't had time to fully digest how i feel about it because this was like fourth of july weekend where everybody was like oh yeah america's great best country ever and i witnessed firsthand like something that could have 
you know, ended like a George Floyd situation. And I, so that's kind of got me, you know, where, where I'm, when you ask me the question, that's my attitude about it. I'm like, what the fuck do we have to be proud of, man? Like, I just witnessed this with my own eyes, these black people pretty much getting racially profiled and five cop. That was the other thing. Like, you don't need five police officers to apprehend two black guys that aren't armed and they're in a, a golf, golf cart. cart. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, um, well, the only the only question I have to just extrapolate extrapolate a bit on your story. So then, when your buddy said that, then he did he kind of turn on you and start like kind of kind of rib like kind of oh, shouting at you guys dude, because he oh, made a this comment. Dude was su- yeah, this dude was such a fucking Trump supporter. Yeah, my buddy was like, yeah, they had to have five of them to do that, and he was like, oh yeah, they have to now. It's like, what does that mean? And then. Um, he he said something like, "We didn't even say anything about that dude being racist." But he was like, "Oh yeah, I know a black guy." It's <laughs> just like he just like gave uh, that up, like, "Oh, I know a black guy." <laughs> and then my buddy, who was kind of like stirring the pot a little bit with this this other table beside us of like young people our age, kind of like heard that. And my buddy turned around. He's like, "It's all right, guys. He knows a black guy." <laughs> and I was like, "Not two, just one. Two would be too much." <laughs> yeah, t- no, don't know. I don't know that many black people. People. just one <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, exactly so yeah that was just yeah it was insane okay no no yeah i mean um what makes me happy is that i would assume the majority of people who pulled out their phones and started recording were white um a mix yeah mix. okay so i mean there were yeah. other black people there i guess mm-hmm. like I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at this all wrong. I guess there is just a part of me that's just like, hey, there are white people out there who then um, pulled out their phones and started recording, too, and were, like, being weary yeah, of this situation. Right. That and makes me really happy. Yeah. That's the good part about that story is Sweet. that Trump supporter asshole that made an ass out of himself was the only one where everybody was like, get this fucking guy out of here. Everybody else was like... We are here in solidarity with this guy, not you know, not against the cops, but we just want to see everybody safe. And so that well, that was the kind of the, uh, I mean, you're holding lining. you're holding the party be accountable. I mean, the biggest thing that I ever, 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 ever have ever had to say was who watches the Watchmen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of what it's about. It's like your governing yeah. body that's kind of militaristic. Like, mm-hmm. who holds them accountable? And it's starting to become the people. Right. And um, I'm really happy about that. And I'm glad it was one guy. I'm glad it wasn't a giant group of people. And I'm glad your buddy kind of ribbed him a little bit. But wasn't, <laughs> yeah. like, antagonistic. Um, I don't know. I just read a thing to get today. That it was, like, this tweet. And, and I don't even actually know who posted it. But they basically just said, until white people start treating racism as a white problem... And not a black problem they can empathize with. Nothing will change. Yeah. And uh, that hit hard. Right. Yeah. And that kind of made me realize that I had a responsibility as a white person to do something about it. I don't know. I don't don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But that did hit hard because it made me realize that, like, maybe doing something as simple as that of just, like, hey, this black person got pulled over. Maybe I should hang out here. Maybe I should just be a witness to this. Because Mm -hmm. somebody's going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Or they're probably not going to listen to them. Right. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe and that's. No, and I, 
And I, that's the, you know, go, going back to what you said, that is what, that, that is the, the, what is proud that makes me proud to be an American is that these things are, we're slowly seeing change happen. Um, and you know, for this, you know, the racist problem has going, been going on a very long time, but what only within the past like year, six months, has it become like so front and center that, you know, kind of everybody's on board, like, Hey, we need to change something. Um, which, which I think is huge. That is the, the first step in like ch- making change happen is everybody getting on board and being like, Hey, this is fucked up. I really do. I will say that the biggest thing that I feel as a white person is that black people have been saying this for a minute. Exactly. And I remember when Eric Garner died, mm-hmm. I cried. Yeah. And I watched that whole video and it was the worst goddamn thing ever. Yeah. And I'm just really mad at myself because even then, I didn't really do anything. And I just now I'm just like, oh, I get why black people are mad. Yeah. Because they've been saying it. It's mm-hmm. been there. Exactly. We watched all the videos. Right. And we didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of ironic that um, that when you think of like the typical patriotic guy in the Trump jersey, like it's put in Bay or whatever, I feel like he was the least patriotic person there because America was founded on things suck here. We need to get do something or we need to go create our own place where things don't suck. And I feel like that's kind of what all the Black Lives Matter and liberals are saying. And everyone on the other side of the fence is trying to silence us. And most of the time, those are Republicans. America was founded on a tyrannical government and citizens of that government that didn't want to put up with it any longer. Fast forward to 2020. There's still a tyrannical government, only this time it's the U.S., um, yeah, no, I think I think I hear you. Um, I think that uh, this. I think I'm just being a little bit of a hippie, but I guess like to me, I would say a similar sentence of America was fandle, founded on a communal effort to improve the needs of the whole. Mm-hmm. At the time, it may have only included white people. Um, <laughs> however, now it's very clear that true Americans and true patriots will question the government and will also look around and say that my neighbor isn't just white anymore. My neighbor yeah. is black. My neighbor is Hispanic. You know, my my neighbor is Asian. He He's... They, they are a different color than me, but that doesn't not make them my neighbor. To me, that's being an American mm-hmm. because we yeah. were the foreigners when we came here and then we genocided a whole people... Um, which I, I mean, I will say I'm, I, mean, I'm, I would never draw away from Black Lives Matter. I'm not sure if Native Americans will ever get their due in our country. I don't know how we can ever fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with that all being said, I think part of being American is the discussion. So I really hope that like we can talk more. Um, I think black people are a little bit done with talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't blame them. So as they should be. We should also shut up every now and then and not talk, and we should just <laughs> listen to what we need to do. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping we can we can get to that point. Um, between COVID and this, I just I don't I am still proud because I think we'll get there. But um, yeah, I mean it is. 
uh, alarming, to say the least, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess to that I'll say I'm proud of the ideas that America was founded on, but I don't think we're doing a very good job of upholding what those ideas or instilling those ideas in, you know, uh, and what it could be, I guess, to draw back to that. No. And I think you're right. Uh, there was just a couple that went out and um, I think it was Washington, D.C., who they did the the they um, painted the yellow Black Lives Matter down that one major street i forget mm-hmm. what city that is there was just a couple who brought out black paint and was literally painting over it and everybody's like y'all like they were literally like yeah. you kind of tripping about this like you don't yeah. need to do it this way and they're just like racism is a leftist idea and it's like oh okay Jesus. Whoa, here. yeah here we go we're making a lot of progress yeah exactly so i very much understand why people are pissed but yeah i don't know mm. it was an interesting thought that popped in my head and i was like you know what now is probably a hot button time to talk about <laughs> it but i just think back to when we when when george floyd was murdered and i really didn't want to say anything I really didn't because I didn't know what to say and I just felt like we were going to get it wrong and then I don't know like I, I don't even know what you said but all of a sudden it just clicked it was like well saying nothing is is the issue yeah and that's what I realized is because like yeah we know it's an atrocity we know it's fucking wrong yeah let's say something yeah, I mean, yeah, like we don't we don't have to have the answers. Um, nobody expects us to have the answers, um, but we can you know, be honest if we about have it. The, yeah, and if we have this platform, I'm going to use it to you know do what I think is right, and what I think is right is speaking up for our sisters and brothers that you know are their voices are being squashed out. Yeah, this this tiny dumbass platform will make <laughs> exactly. it way more serious to at least talk about it because holy shit, like yeah, no this. Yeah, no. So I'm, and I'm really glad we did. So since then, it just, I don't know, it was then it was the 4th, and I went to a July 4th party where no one did any social distancing at all. I mean, we were reaching yeah. in the same bag of chips, and I was like, <laughs> right. bruh, like. Yeah, that part's weird too, man. People are just jumping right back into this, but it is not far from over. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, I, I really think we're getting a lot of things wrong right now, but. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I can't not be proud of where we're at because I guess maybe you and me can sit in our in our rooms and talk about it and broadcast it on the internet. And we're not going to have like the Gestapo or the you <laughs> exactly. know the KGB <laughs> bust down our door and throw us in the in the gulag because right, of it. Exactly. So I guess that's part of being American that makes me proud. But mm-hmm. yeah, true that. Ooh. Yeah, whew, that was a lot of things, but interesting. So I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah, I think so too. No, that was a good topic. Yeah. Do you want to get into our? Uh, we got a new. We got a new bit. You want to talk about our new segment before we uh, before we go? Yeah, I kind of I kind of want to maybe go ahead and skip what she cranking right now for this episode because I don't really have anything good. I don't either. Okay, let's let's just say fuck it. So what we're gonna crank are these voicemails. Actually, yeah. Miss, you you pitch it. This was all okay. You. So we've got something kind of cool we're doing on the podcast. Um, we want to make this a little bit more uh, two-way conversation. We want to hear from you guys. We want you to you know write us, do whatever. Um, we want you to ask questions for the lightning round stuff. Give us topics to talk about. Because, um, yeah, we're here for you. Um, so part of that is I went out 
and I downloaded myself a little app um, <laughs> where <laughs> I know I would put a lot of work into this. I downloaded an Nap, app. Right. I gave them I gave them my email address, and here we are. Um, so we have a phone number that you can call. And leave us a voicemail. I'm not going to answer it. I'm not going to. Probably not going to talk to you. Uh, I don't care that much about you. But I do want you to leave a voicemail for us. Um, write this number down. Our our number that you can call us and leave us a voicemail is five one three nine eight seven nine nine zero zero. Again, that's five one three nine eight seven. Nine nine zero zero. I'll say it again at the end of the episode. Uh, but yeah, just call us, say something. We'll play it on the podcast. Um, yeah, just tell us, uh, tell us about your day. Ask us a question. Do whatever. So um, I have a couple voicemails here that uh, we already have from some of our friends that I haven't listened to yet. So I'm gonna play them. This first one I think is from Garrett. I am not very well prepared for this. Um, let's see. Let me think of a question. Um, I want to know what your earliest childhood memory is. Um, I have this very uncanny memory of myself walking down the hallway with my, of my preschool, um, out to my grandpa's truck. And then I walked him out of the truck when he got me up into it. I, I, crawled over and locked the doors um as my first memory it is of me uh being an asshole so uh just interested in that um yeah love what you do uh keep it up and stay fresh cheese bags <laughs> uh, yes Stay fresh cheese All bags. All right. Stay fresh cheese bags. Thank you, Garrett. Um, so I don't know if you heard that, but Garrett's first memory is uh, locking his grandpa out of his car at preschool. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I thought about mine. Mine is not exciting, but very weird. So basically, here's how life works for me. One day I woke up in the backseat of my parents' car uh, driving somewhere, and I woke up and I was like, where are we? And my mom was like, we're still taking a drive and i knew who everybody was like i knew that was my dad that was my mom right and i knew mm. we were in my like old silver ford taurus and um yeah that's how to me that's how i entered the world interesting and then the rest of my life happened yeah right <laughs> so there was no yeah. as many things in life there was no briefing there was no explanation yeah was, exactly i woke up like oh, where are we and i was like we're just oh taking God, a drive yeah we're just taking a drive like oh okay cool and and thus is life is that you're kind of just taking a drive so right pretty much yeah uh, that's funny. I don't know if I have a really cool story because people talk about this a lot and I have a really like shitty long-term memory. Like people, like my brother will all the time, he'll be like, oh yeah, do you remember this thing that happened when we were like super young? And I'll be like, no, I don't remember that at all. Like, what? <laughs> no. So I don't know if there's something wrong with me, but um, I, I don't have a lot of memories from when I was like super young. I'll tell you one and I don't think, it's definitely not you know, most people's like earliest memory, because obviously how old were you when that happened? Oh, I was five. Okay. Okay. Mine, I was probably like six. Um, and that's, this is as early as back as I can remember. And the reason it sticks out is because I saved my brother's life one time. 
so well, that's interesting. <laughs> so um one time my grandma used to my grandma and grandpa used to drive this like really old shitty like silver truck um and it was one of those trucks where, like, if you didn't have the door locked, the door would just, just open opened. while you were driving. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and my brother, I was sitting in the middle. My brother was sitting, like, leaned up against the window. And I was super, he was, like, a toddler. He was, like, two or three, and which would have made me about six or seven. Um, and I just remember he was leaning against the, the window. And the window, like, the door opened, like, while we were driving, like, 55 on a back country road and he was just like hanging from the window like grabbing onto it for dear life and i was like oh shit this is insane so i like grabbed the door real quick and pulled him back in and this was like i felt like a hero and that's probably why it sticks out as like my earliest memory because i can't remember anything prior to like being about six or seven and that was a rush (laughs) (laughs) that was super dope yeah, no, being about, uh, from my understanding, your long-term memory usually cl- clicks in about five or six. So yeah. people who say they remember being born are probably lying. Yes, exactly. However, subconsciously, they might be able to access something. But typically, mm-hmm. it's about four or five that your long-term memory kicks in. Yeah. So typically, kinda. that's what I explain to most people. If I like, you know, punch their kid in the face and they're like two years old, I'm like, they're not gonna remember. They got like three years before they remember any of this shit. It, it, exactly. And also, one of the things I, the, the one of the reasons I guess I think my long term memory is bad because people will like tell me stories of like, oh yeah, you were like three, and then this. Do you remember that? I'll be like. Kind of, but I heard the story so many times that it's become a memory, you know, if that makes sense. That does Even make though sense. I might not that actually happens remember a lot it. when I drink. So to ah, people, yeah. <laughs> people will tell a story about something I did when I was drinking, and then I'm like, ah, sure, sure, I did yeah, that. Yeah, okay, sure, if you say so. But it only exists in their collective memory because I have no fucking idea. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, let's do one more. This is from my buddy Tanner. This is Tanner, long-time listener, first-time caller. I have a couple lightning round-style questions for you. So the first, is there a movie that is considered a classic that people talk about all the time, everyone seems to love, that you watched and didn't like? You were bored, underwhelmed, or just generally didn't think it was as good as people say it is? My answer that I've had to argue with people about was Die Hard, Not that I'm even saying it's bad. I just personally was not entertained by it. Secondly, kind of on the opposite end, do you have a movie that most people seem to think is bad that you've heard trashed in videos or in conversations, but that you think is really good and you will fight for it? My movie is Jupiter Ascending, which was made by the Wachowskis, who got really famous for The Matrix and then never Uh. lived up to it. I think it's really fun a lot of people oh my phone went out hold on a lot of people did not seem to think so so i'm excited to hear what you guys think ready to listen to the podcast again see you guys oh thanks tanner yeah dude i i will admit i forget about tanner every now and then don't forget about tanner man he's a day one 
He is. And that's the issue is just because... Well, and that's what I love about the podcast, right? Is we have collective friends that have listened since the first day. And then people who are only my friends and people who are only your friends that have listened. Yeah. Tanner is one of the few vocal... Most of the people who are the most boisterous are people who are both our friends. Right, right. Tanner, I think, is the one who is like just your friend who did not know me before this. <laughs> and somehow, He's kind of your friend. You were in my, you guys were in my wedding together. We were, we were. I don't know if yeah. that makes us the best buds. <laughs> I mean, I, that's true. I, I really did get along with Tanner, and that's why I like about Tanner. Yeah. He's well. The the thing I like and dislike about Tanner is that he's very smart. Yeah, exactly. He has a very critical mind, so when he talks about things, it's very <laughs> right. analytical, which is amazing. But yeah, no, he's really yeah. fucking smart. And the thing we dislike about Tanner is that he doesn't like Die Hard. Oh, I'm sorry, Tanner. I can't. <laughs> I really like Die Hard. Like that's that's a rough one for me. Um, that's a yeah. really really good question, though. I really love that question. Um, for me personally, I don't think there's many movies. That haven't been like legendary, huge cinema masterpieces that I have went back and watched and then not enjoyed. At least in some sense. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, there are plenty that I haven't watched. Like I can right. pretty much say that you and me both have not watched Citizen Kane. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's Never. Citizen Kane for us, but we haven't watched it. But no, honestly, any anytime there has been that movie, I, I and I went back and watched it. Um, here's what I have. I have a supplemental story. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there was a movie about the Black Dahlia murders out in L.A. Mm-hmm. in like the 30s. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? I've heard of the movie, but no, I've never seen it, and I'm not super familiar with what those are. So I wanted to watch that movie. So me and my mom went down to the family video, and I Ooh, picked out yeah. a, picked out an old it's vi- an old story. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, well, they're so around, <laughs> but at least where I'm at, um, we went down to the old family video. I picked out a video game, and then I also picked out what I thought to be the black. Dahlia Murders movie that I'm wanting to watch. I don't even <laughs> remember what the name of the movie is. Um, however, what I did happen to pick out was a softcore porno. Oh my god! <laughs> so I took this movie home and put it in and was very confused for the first 10 to 15 minutes. Were you watching it with your mom? No, no, no. I did, I did uh, watch okay, it by okay. myself, which is... But then basically um, the softcore porn aspect started to happen. And weirdly enough, as a kid, I think I was so mad (laughs) that this was a thing that happened that I went downstairs with the movie and I said, this is just people having sex. This is not what I wanted to watch. I'm going to go play WWE SmackDown. I'll see you later. (laughs) And that's the end of it. But I was so mad that I was like, mom. This is the movie I wanted to watch, right? And she was like, well, yeah. And then we started thinking about it, and they were like, oh, wait, this is how they titled it. And she realized pretty much when I told her that, and she was like, oh. And I was like, no, I'm I'm pretty upset. I wanted to watch <laughs> a, you know, L.A. noir style movie, and that's not what I got. And I'm really mad. Yeah, 
and instead I got people having sex, and I'm pissed about it. Yeah. So whatever that movie is, if anybody can help me figure it out, because I'm never going to take the time, you let me know. I'll go actually rent the actual movie because it looks really fucking good. Um, but yeah, that's. Yeah. And a, I think you should also do a do a little study where you go back and watch the porn again as a you know <laughs> late twenty year old and see which one's better. <laughs> yeah, I, I think even as a kid, as a young twelve year old, I was like. This is this is pretty bad. This is pretty low budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was even a little <laughs> bit disappointed at that time. But that's the supplementalized that's, story I have. That's yeah, that's fantastic. My answer is, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'm going to do it again. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Matrix, um, and that's because I oh. watched it too late. That's a good um, one. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like The Matrix because I had hyped it up, all these, like, I watched it, like, last year, so people, <laughs> it, it, it had been out for, like, 20 years, and I had not seen it, so finally, after 20 years of people making references to the red pill and the blue pill and, uh, you know, whatever, Keanu Reeves, uh, and hyping it up for me, I watched it, and it was good. But it wasn't amazing, so I actually honestly kind of got bored with it, and I never even, I've never tried to watch any of the, the sequels, so, just because I have zero interest, so. Well, most people hate the sequels. I like the, actually, well, okay, here we go. That's the second part of the question, Tanner, <laughs> that I will go ahead and answer, because I didn't really have a good one. Um, I love the whole Matrix trilogy. I love the Animatrix. I love the whole Matrix lore, Okay. A lot of people don't. I don't really know why. The Matrix was groundbreaking, <laughs> so I understand by the time you get to Revelations, or Revolutions, uh, or no, sorry, Reloaded. Yeah. Reloaded is the second one. I understand by the time you get to the second one, it's not really groundbreaking anymore, but it's still just fun to be back in it, and I think it tells like a really interesting story where it melds the two together, and... I mean, it's all over the fucking place, but I don't know, man. People, I really love The Matrix. One, two, and three, and the video games, and the Animatrix. I love it all. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Also, I am Robot and I am Legend, I think, or I, Robot, and I am Legend, however it works. Ooh, yeah. A lot of people shit on both those because they think it was the same movie. They're completely different movies. I don't understand that. I think they were both really, really good and very, very different. Yeah, I never saw iRobot, but I love I Am Legend. Yeah, I iRobot is a little bit more about paranoia, and mm -hmm. I Am Legend is just a survival horror film, so I have zero idea <laughs> why they were connected, just because I think there was a lot of, uh, many of the same thing running at Will Smith, but they're completely different movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so the uh, part B of that is my one of my favorite movies that people either A, have not seen, which is a majority, um, or B, like critics kind of like really shit on it, um, was that John Favreau movie, Chef. Um, I watch that movie oh. like once a year because it yeah. is like it's such a good movie to me. I, if it's a feel good movie that's kind of inspiring, it's about this dude that like gets fired from his job and he takes his off time to like travel around the country and uh, he starts a food truck with his kid and it's a very kind of like fun family movie um, featuring John Favreau. Um, 
and uh, Scarlett Johansson, which is like, how can you be? And uh, fucking Tony Stark. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. Um, mm. And it's it's honestly one of my top five favorite movies. And usually when, when I bring it up in conversation, people are like, yeah, i never seen it. Or like if you go read the reviews, it's basically a bunch of critics being like, oh, yeah, this is a pretentious John Favreau movie that he wrote just because he wanted to fool us into believing he he's good enough to bang Scarlett Johansson. Um, <laughs> God damn. Dude, right? It, it was not very well received. Wow. Um, but I like it a lot. It's uh, it's great. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I will say I have not seen Chef, but I know that Chef uh, catapulted him into having some food shows because yeah, I know that yeah, he yeah. did train... Like as a chef, basically, he learned how to be a chef yeah. for the movie. Yeah, he learned from one of the top sushi chefs in the country, bringing it back to sushi. There you go. <laughs> so to me, it was just like him making an indie movie, which indie movies get shit on all the damn time. Yeah. Um, but him trying to do something real because he probably loved food and cooking. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I love about it is like it's very real. Like this dude loves cooking. He made a show. He made a movie about cooking. Right. Uh, and that's all there is to it. But it's also like, yeah, kind of really in- inspiring to see what his character does. And anyway. But I, I was just going to say what I think is interesting is you're right. Like maybe I didn't even know it was that critically ill received. But I do know that people who love food and are chefs and do love cooking love that movie. Yeah, true that. Yeah. So I think he made a he made a movie for the people it was intended for. They loved it. Everybody else hated it, which I get. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and throw in an honorable mention: Lords of Dogtown. A lot of people do not like Lords of Dogtown. Thought it was a pile of shit. I loved it. It makes me want to skateboard every single time I, I watch it. I loved Lords of Dogtown. Yep. Yeah. People hate oh, that shit. So it's a great movie. You are wrong. Um, I don't know how historically accurate it is. I don't care. Um, I want to get back into skateboarding every time I watch that movie. Lord yeah, Dog. right. Yeah. And every time I watch Chef, it makes me want to like start my own food truck, which I think a movie that inspires you to do something. Not amazingly. a bad movie. Yeah, not a bad yeah. movie. Can't be bad. Cannot be bad. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up. We're going to end it here. This was a long one. I appreciate Mitch doing a long one with me. Um, This was a fun one. Um, Well, next time we will see you. I'm going to go ahead and be honest. We're going to talk about baseball. (laughs) Yeah, we are. (laughs) So go ahead and prepare yourselves, but we're really excited for it. Super excited. All right. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Stay fresh, cheese bags. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.